following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. And we are both in a mood. <laughs> well, you know what? The other night, you know, Tony and I, um, we turned on the news for two seconds and we said enough. Enough. We don't want to watch any corporate media right now. And um, I don't know how we came up with this, but we just looked at each other and Tony's like, you know, it's not black or white. The color, the color that matters in this country is green. And that's in the money, Lebowski. It's all about the money. That's all that matters. And that's all that's been going on. Um, during this period of time, it is all about money, the elites, the corporate media, uh, the politicians that are their lapdogs, the people like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. It's all about them. It's not about keeping you safe from the pandemic. And it's not about let's everybody come together. No, no. They And they're very grateful um, that this Black Lives Matter situation came in this very moment because it distracted everybody from being in their homes because all of a sudden everybody flew out of their homes, right, because they were sick of being quarantined. And they saw this happen to this George Floyd, and they just said, I've had enough. Floyd wouldn't even believe the size of his fan clubs right now. Yeah, I know. He would be shocked, imagine. So um, people just had enough. Now, unfortunately, they're not out there articulating all of the things they've had enough of. But I got news for you. Once people go back to work, especially people that live here in New York, because New York City is kind of the epicenter of these protests. It's very reminiscent of Occupy Wall Street. And I believe it was organized. This is just my guess that Occupy Wall Street, those organizers, those people are behind this because it spanned the globe just like Occupy Wall Street. And it was very, um, how can I say, uh, the, the crowds were so large and swelling here in New York City. And of course, we got the brunt of the pandemic, just like we're the ones that got hit on 9-11. We've been beaten over with a club for years. And everybody says that we're such the blue state. Meanwhile, no one can afford to live here except rich people who don't even live in the homes that they have here. They just have them, most of them. So I don't want to get away from um, what we want to talk about. So the protests and what happened with George Floyd was a perfect distraction because really what just happened was a giant uh, robbery, huge Biggest heist that was ever done. And I thought that we've had big robberies before. I thought the financial crash of 2008 was the biggest robbery. I thought the, the transfer of wealth with the Trump tax cuts. And then before that, the Bush tax cuts. I thought those were the biggest heists ever, right? We have done program after program after program about how they are stealing our resources, our money, and shifting it and transferring it to the richest and most powerful people who don't need it, our money. And it's always under the guise of an emergency, Something happens and they do this acting like they're doing, yeah, they're, they're keeping us safe or they're, they're helping like us. They're a bad insurance company. Well, a global Most of them are bad. Company. Well, this is the deal. That never pay. They'll take your money, but they never pay they off. They never pay. Well, because that's their model. Their model is not to pay. Like in that uh, movie, The Rainmaker with Matt Damon, that great American benefit insurance company that never paid off. <laughs> that never the, gave uh, any benefits. <laughs> It never paid off on the kids' uh, bone marrow. Right. So the, the, the situation is the um, CARES Act only cares about the wealthy. Okay. So they're, they're printing money as we speak, by the way. It's like five times over. They're just going to keep giving them money five different times. And of course, it's all very complicated. So it's very hard to protest about something that you don't understand. But I think we all get it. The airlines, the cruise industry got money. The banks got money. And they were getting money long before this. They were getting money during the overnight what lending. And you can go backward into our programs and you can learn about what the overnight lending 
was and how the banks couldn't even loan money to each other at the end of the night. So the Fed came in and just gave them all money. Isn't that fantastic? Imagine, Tony, if we just couldn't pay our bills at the end of the month and the government said, don't worry, Doreen and Tony, we'll just print you some money and we'll give you some extra. We'll give you some extra money for your stockholders. What? That would be our cats <laughs> since we have no kids and just a little extra on the side. No, they don't do that. They bail them out the banks, like in 2008, and then people like Steve Mnuchin, who Kamala Harris did not, did, not, did not prosecute or put in jail, he took everybody's homes. He was called the foreclosure king. He is the guy looking after the money in all of these bills of trillions of dollars that we just gave away. And you don't have that money, right? Oh, we got the $1,200. Woohoo! Right? You know where that $1,200 went in this house? Instacart. We had to do Instacart. All the things we had to order from Amazon and Chewy. All this extra stuff. We couldn't just go to the store. Masks, gloves, all this stuff that we had to get because of this pandemic. So it's not like we went out and had a party. No. But the money they're getting, that went to their stockholders. The airlines, that went to their stockholders. The cruise ships were bailing out the cruise ships. Meanwhile, the restaurants over this country, they're closing. They're I not going to survive. I went on one cruise ship, and I would never go on I've a never cruise gone on a cruise. Again. Never You're interested. Not missing much. I worked on a boat once, at day, at day trips, and You're I didn't not care for missing it. missing much. All it is is eating. <laughs> yeah. It's one big floating. The last thing people of this is, country need. You 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 touch down in a couple of ports. You're there for maybe a 24 hours, and then you got to run back to the boat again. So okay, I wanted to. So I want to make two things clear. Number one, yes, we believe that uh, Black Lives do matter. That you know there is a lot of police brutality, and I believe that it dates really back to 9/11. When we were given the surveillance state, because of course they also had to tell us we have to keep you safe, so we're going to surveil you, and we're going to have stormtroopers like in Star Wars that are going to be your police because we have terrorists that we have to, you know, protect you from. So that was the guys, and all of a sudden those people got turned on us. That's always how it happens. It's this classic shock doctrine. Okay, so we have this robbery. It has taken place. It will continue to take place. People are going to lose their homes, are losing their jobs, can't pay their bills, can't even get food. That's part of the reason people were out in the streets, not just because of George Floyd, which, again, is a terrible thing. Thank God Pornhub is free. <laughs> which is a terrible thing. Um, <laughs> he's killing me. But not there's yet. a lot of other things going on that they are welcoming these protests because people will not pay attention and one of those things is mandatory vaccines and what contact tracing really is. So if you told the average person, like if you're on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and you start talking about vaccines, there will be a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, whatever. I hope they have a vaccine because then we won't have to worry about this, Good, right? Let them stand in line. Right. But let me just finish. And there's people that are going to say, well, isn't contact tracing good? Because if somebody gets the virus, then people will know that that person got it so they can take care of themselves so they don't pass it on. You know what? In a normal world with good people that have good intentions, I would say those things are good things. If it was a safe vaccine that actually worked, that was tested thoroughly and wasn't going to kill people, that was made by honorable people, I would say that makes logical sense. Okay? And if the contact track tracing was done for the reasons I just said, but neither is true, and I'm going to give you a source, and I'm going to give you some facts, and you are going to do your own homework, because this stuff is serious. And when you hear people say, oh, I had a woman say to me, and she's perfectly smart woman actually well educated and i said you know they want to do mandatory vaccinations here in new york state and cuomo passed two bills that really allow him to do that he also wants to close the public schools and have virtual learning forever like we're done with public schools he's working with bill gates and her response was that could never happen here you got to erase that sentence out of your head if it works through your brain because 
it can happen here. We've said many times that things couldn't happen and they did happen, right? We, I never thought we were going to have a pandemic. I know that we've had them before. We just had one. Now, it was overblown in this article. It's even going to note that the models were terrible. The people should be fired that did those models, making it was going to be like so many more deaths and more people were going to die. Um, they lied to us. Maybe they thought that the virus that they created, because we had another show where we, you know, we gave you some facts and information about it, it, it could be very likely that this was a created va uh, virus because the U.S. was working with China on it. And Anthony Fauci okayed it with the NIH, and it was during the Obama years. It and did I, happen. And I would like to go on record in saying I do not believe in animal testing. I would rather be ravaged by stage four cancer than let them test something. No, well, that's that's for sure. I agree with you. Um, and they're not. Well, when I get to this, they're not testing this the this these vaccines on animals. So they're not doing that. Like even though we're against that, they're not using that layer. They're not going through the steps because they don't have to. Deregulation, remember Republicans love that, and Trump deregulated all the environmental protections, also something you don't know because we're too busy protesting the George Floyd and we're too worried about washing our hands. So all of that, there's no the environmental protection rules right now that you think there are, there aren't. They don't exist. So people like the Koch brothers are having a wonderful time. They can dump anything Anywhere they want, anywhere they want. You see somebody polluting, they can do it. So here in New York State, I don't know about the other states, but I know that in Washington State, they are also, uh, contact tracing is happening, and they are using the military to accomplish this. So why does contact tracing concern me? Here in this state, there were two pieces of legislation that were passed before the pandemic, which was early March, March 2nd or so. So there was S7919 and S2994. Those are two state Senate bills. So 2994 has to do with repealing the religious exemption for vaccines. So we had that law here. So if you were claiming religious reasons why you didn't want to be vaccinated or your children didn't want to be vaccinated, that law covered those rights. So that no longer exists. So there is no religious exemption whatsoever to be vaccinated. So any Hasidic Jew or Jehovah's Witness that is listening to this. <laughs> or anyone else, religious okay, people. Start heading for Albany in mass. There is a protest on Saturday, and I'll tell people about that later. There's a, a big protest in Albany. So there was another bill, S7919, that has to do with clearing the way for big funding, millions and millions of dollars, for Cuomo to access in the name of public health. That was also passed. This is passed by your Democrats that we all put in office here, too, and Republicans. So he's sort of a dictator now. So if he says something is in the need of public health and he needs money to do something like maybe not open the public schools and do more virtual learning, he's working with Bill Gates. He needs some money to do that. Okay, your kids are going to be staying at home. I don't know how what you're doing about going to work, but that is a plan, and they're working on that. As you're out in the streets protesting George Floyd, once again, I agree, agree, agree. They're doing a lot of other things that you don't realize. There's a bill, uh, House Representatives, uh, HR, listen to the number, 6666. That one is one extra from the de add, devil sign. They had to add an extra number for the number of the beast. Right, because it's so beastly. It uh, has to do with contract, contact tracing. So why is that a problem? Contact tracing is not just, hi, we hear you have the coronavirus, and can you please let me know who all the people are that you've seen in the past, I don't know, six days. Let's use that number. And then you now have to divulge all the people that you were in contact with. So now you're giving the phone numbers and the names of all your friends and all the people you work with that you were near. So now they're going to quarantine those people. So they can't leave their house. They can't go out and get food. They can't go get medicine. They can't do anything because you told them that they were near you. Okay. So you say, well, that's reasonable. I don't want to spread the virus. Now, 
if you live in a home that only has, doesn't have enough bathrooms to the goons that come to your door, because they're going to come to your door to check on you, and they're going to say, I'm sorry, Mrs. D. Leonardo. You know what I'm going to tell them? (laughs) I have one and a half bathrooms. (laughs) I will piss off my own terrace. And if that fails, I have two litter boxes I will share with my cat. (laughs) Plural, cats. Oh, we're covered. We're covered. I will go in there. Right, we're covered. I mean, my cats are going to look a little confused, but... You know, anyway. So, but I'm not kidding you. So if they think that you cannot be separated from others in your house, and that could include your child. So let's say your child has it, 12-year-old, 10-year-old. Give it any number you want. That kid has coronavirus. They think there's not enough space between the other people and that child. They can remove the child from the house. They did this in China. China. They like that idea. When I watched this on CNN, other countries are thinking of doing this. And I said, oh boy, brace for impact. And there's video on that CNN special where people are grabbing onto the walls and the door of their house trying not to be dragged out. Okay. So they can deem, you know, you can't be separate. So they have quarantine little cubicles to put you in. Maybe that's the Javits Center. Who knows? Remember, they built that and never used it. Mm. So they have a place to bring you. They wanted to see how quick they could put it together. Undisclosed where you're going. You don't have, you know, I don't know. They just take you and, and, you know, they do whatever. Who knows? Okay. So you might say, Doreen, that's not possible. Yeah, it is. It is possible. I'm going to remind you. They told us the air at 9-11 was safe. People that live around here, people that are in the tri-state area, they swore to us the air was safe. Correct? Am I right, Tony? 150 times they told us. Let's Christy hope, Sta- Todd Whitman. Let's hope there's a cubicle in hell for her. For her. Because she lied. And she knew she was lying because they told her, this is your lie. Repeat it and look convincing. And she did. And thousands of people died. Why do we know that? Because we've seen the parade of people half dead asking for money that they had to beg for. The banks don't have to beg for money. They're printing it right now. They're not stopping printing it. It's that much money. They can't stop. Those printer guys, they're busy. They didn't. They couldn't. They couldn't be, you know, uh, quarantine or anything. They Those, couldn't meet the demand. No, they had to stay there and keep printing. So I lost my train of thought. Contract tracing. Contract tracing. So that's why that's not a good idea, okay? And remember, they have face recognition. We're all on Facebook. Your car has something in it. I don't know if you know that, but it follows you, so they track you. When your phone is off, they can still track you. And Bill Gates, your Microsoft guy that everybody's computer has his software on, right? Right now, we're doing our show. That guy cannot wait to inject us all. He has done this around the world. He has hurt people badly doing it. He has no medical background whatsoever. He just has a desire to do this and it makes him millions. So he is working with everyone. He is behind the scenes on this. He's close to Anthony Fauci. Um, and this is what he, what, you know, this those, is his goal. You know, when those two guys hit him with a cake in the face, Oh, that happened. Well, these guys don't know. You know this. Maybe they should have picked. It a, happened a number of years ago, like twenty-five years ago. Maybe they should have picked an object a little more <clears throat> concrete. I don't know, hon. But uh, well, that's a long time ago. So those are things that you have to be worried about. Now, the thing that you really want to be worried about, extremely worried about, is this vaccine. Okay. So before I get to the article. The coronavirus, they have been trying to find a vaccine for 30 years because there's different kinds of coronaviruses. SARS was a coronavirus, right? This is SARS-2, actually. So they haven't been able to do it. Oh, the Chinese make it like a lunch special. (laughs) That's right. And the column B. Right, the numbered. COVID A or COVID B. Oh, you're funny. You get fried rice or egg roll with that. Even you can make this funny. And no soda. If you can make this article I'm going to be discussing funny, I'll give you some kind of award because I don't think so. But anyway, so they've been trying to do this for 30 years. U.S., all all over the world. Everybody's been doing it, and they can't figure it out. Um, 
And one of the reasons is because it's a mutating virus. It's similar to the flu. Every year there's a new flu and they come up with something. And many times you'll talk to somebody and they'll say, oh, I got the flu. Oh, you didn't get the flu shot? Yeah, I did, but I still got it. There's always people like that because they're never exact because they can't be because it changes every year. So the coronavirus has been mutating. So there's like, there were three versions in the beginning of this. There was one that came from Europe. There was one that came from China. And there was another one that I don't know remember where it came, but it, came, it ended up in, C, in, in Washington state. They had another strain. So there were all different strains. So maybe that's why some people got sicker than others. They got different strains. I'm not a doctor. I'm just putting that out there. But it's been mutating ever since. So how do you come up with a vaccine for something that's always changing? You can't. By the time you have the vaccine for the one you're targeting, there's 10 more different ones. So it seems to be impossible, and they've been trying for 30 years. So all of a sudden, we're going to have one maybe by the end of the year. We're going to have one in a year. All of a sudden, some genius is going to be able to do that. And how if it mutates? It doesn't make sense on face, right? Okay. But again, I'm not a doctor. So I'm going to turn to, you know, a person that cites experts and is an expert. So this article is by a woman, Ellen Brown, who happens to be an attorney and she's the chair of Public Banking Institute. She's the author of 13 books. One of them is Nature's Pharmacy that she co-wrote with a Dr. Lynn Walker. Um, she wrote a book called Web of Debt. Uh, her latest book is Banking on the People, Democratizing Money in the Digital Age. She co-hosts a program on PRNFM. It's called It's Our Money. Uh, and she has a website, ellenbrown.com. And we heard her on one of our YouTube shows. And I said, let me go look at her blogs. Now, I wasn't, she talks a lot about finance. So, um, because her, her blog is called Web of Debt. So I was expecting to see something about the robbery and the money. But it turns out the last blog she did was called When Profits and Politics Drive Science, The Hazards of Rushing a Vaccine at Warp Speed. So this is her blog. So she says, this, we'll stop here and there on this, but the, here we go. More than 100 companies are competing to be first in the race to get a COVID-19 vaccine to the market. It's a race against time, not because of the death rate is climbing, but because it is falling to the point where it could soon be too few subjects to prove the effectiveness of the drug. So says Pasquale Sorit, chief executive of AstraZeneca, a British-Swedish pharmaceutical company. I know that. I've seen them on TV. That is a front runner in the race. Sorit said on May 24th, and this is all cited, so if you want to read this article, it's all cited. The vaccine has to work, and that's one question. The other question is, even if it works, we have to be able to demonstrate it. We have to run as fast as possible before the disease disappears so we can demonstrate the vaccine is effective. If the disease disappearing of its own accord, why throw billions of dollars at developing a vaccine? This question she asks. Does that make any sense to you? We're racing... Pasquale is a man's name. Yes. We're racing... Oh, no, she's asking that question, oh. the writer. We're racing at, against time because we are so afraid that we won't have subjects to test it on and we won't have enough people sick so we can scare the public, that's what he's saying, into taking an untested vaccine. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has already agreed to provide up to $1.2 billion to AstraZeneca and another 44,000, I'm sorry, 483 million to U.S. frontrunner Moderna to develop these experimental candidates. I've heard both of them. As American taxpayers, we are justified in asking why. And this was asked by, and this is also noted in the article, writes William Hastline in Forbes. So there was an article in Forbes about this. 
Both companies have attracted billions from private investors and don't need taxpayer money, and the government's speculative bets are being made on unproven technologies in the early stages of testing. The profits will go to the companies and their shareholders, while the liabilities were borne by the public. That means if you get sick from it and you either die or you become very ill, that's on you. They made their money. They're out of here. So you're the guinea pig. Vaccine manufacturers are protected from liability for vaccine injuries by the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program and the 2005 PrEP Act, which impose damages instead on the U.S. government and taxpayers. So you can't sue the government. I'm sorry, you can't sue the pharmaceutical company for damages from hurting you with the vaccine. You have to go to the government and ask them for damages. Good luck with that. Long-term systematic effects, including cancer, Alzheimer's disease, autoimmune disease, infertility, can take decades to develop. But the stage is already set for mandatory vaccines that will be deployed by the U.S. military as soon as the end of the year. That is also noted in an article that you can click on. The Health and Human Services, in conjunction with the Department of Defense, was awarded $138 million contract for 600 million syringes pre-filled with coronavirus vaccine, individually marked with a trackable RFID chip. That's enough for two doses for nearly the entire U.S. population. So they're putting a chip in it so they can also track you and they can make sure you had the, vi the vaccine because I'm going to guess that they're not going to allow you to do things or leave your home or go to work or travel if you haven't had the vaccine. And then they can also track you for a lot of other fun reasons, right? That they want to know everything that we're doing. The COVID-19, like other coronaviruses, is expected to mutate at least every season, raising serious questions, also noted in an article that you can read, about claims that any vaccine will work. The successful vaccine has never been developed uh, for any of the strains of coronaviruses despite the 30 years of effort due to the nature of the virus itself. In fact, vaccinated people can have a higher chance of serious illness and death when later exposed to another strain of the virus. A vaccine touted as effective because it produced antibodies to the virus never made it to the market because laboratory animals contracted more serious symptoms on reinfection and most of them died. That is also noted in an article. In reports from China and South Korea, also noted in an article, even people who have been previously recovered from COVID-19 have become reinfected, right? We've heard that. If antibodies created naturally in response to the wild virus don't protect against future infections, the weaker vaccine-triggered antibodies won't work either. Researchers working with AstraZeneca vaccine claimed success in preliminary studies because its lab monkeys all survived and formed antibodies to COVID-19. But data reported later showed that the animals became infected when challenged, raising serious doubts about the vaccine's effectiveness, meaning they came in contact with the virus and they got sick. But these concerns have not deterred the Health and Human Services, which is project, which is proceeding at warp speed to get new technologies on the market. Okay, now to Moderna. Biotech company, Moderna, the U.S. frontrunner, has been allowed to skip animal testing altogether, Tony, before rushing to human trials. So they just skipped the animals, not because they like them, because they want to fast track it. So they went to humans. It was, it, it has gotten fast tracked approval by the FDA for its messenger RNA vaccine, an innovation that has never been approved for marketing or proven in a large scale clinical trial. 
never, ever been approved. The major advantage of mRNA vaccine is the speed with which they can be deployed. See, it's not about safety. It's about doing it quick. Who did somebody say, say that? We're going to do it quickly. Trump. And bigly. Bigly. Great. Created in a lab rather than a real virus. So they're going to create the virus which they know how to do. Cause, You've already got me breaking out in the sleep. Yeah, it's scary, but you must listen to this because they have you concerned about the wrong things and the things you need to be protesting about and being aware of and telling your neighbors and, and telling your friends is, is this. They will lock you up and they will jab you in prison with it anyway. No, they'll just tell you you can't leave your house. You cannot leave your house. You can't leave. In Washington State, some of the people that are con- uh, contract contact tracing it's so hard for me to say so if it's a husband and wife and they both have it so now they neither one can leave and if they don't have a family member or a friend that will go to the food store they have supposedly people that will go get food for them this is what they did in china they nailed them in their houses they well, did that you and i better uh... <laughs> we better go to the hills i don't know where we're going to sweden they didn't even do a lockdown uh, sweden's coming up in the article Sweden didn't lock anybody down. I don't know how to speak Swedish. Ah, whatever. We'll figure that out. We'll watch uh, Zsa Gabor a few times on the Green Acres. Wasn't she on Green Acres? Eva, Zsa, one of them. I don't think she was Swedish. <laughs> I don't know what she was, but she, she looked good. Um, okay, so I don't want to lose my... Um, it's never been approved. Okay, so they created this in a lab. And remember, they were doing this with the Chinese. They were creating a coronavirus in a lab. So obviously, that's how they know how to do it. Um, and what thing, what they like about that is it doesn't have to be in cold storage, but this speed comes at major risks and side effects. Oh, how nice. Um, so in a 2017 Ted talk, and you can go look this up, rewriting the genetic code, code, excuse me, Moderna's chief medical officer, his name is Dr. Tal Zaks. Uh, we're actually hacking the software of life as explained by a medical doctor writing in the UK independent on May 20th. That sounds very reassuring. Let me tell you something. They want to get crazy with all this stuff. They might as well genetically engineer a dinosaur, a T-Rex and have it eat me because I would rather go <laughs> that way than get one of these stupid vaccines. I agree with you. It's just not happening. I would rather have a T-Rex have me have me for lunch. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Um, and people are stupid or, or uninformed. The problem is, is that mainstream media is poison for people. Stop watching CNN and NSNBC and all this other crap. All of it's garbage. Start going to YouTube, you and know. And that other dame on a One America News. Well, she looks like a robot. That Liz Wheeler. Yeah, I don't know what she is. She doesn't is. even look real. She yeah. looks like Max Headroom and Drag. Yeah, she's, she, she definitely looks... Um, yeah, she looks like one of those robots that they cre- created. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me let me get to this. So Moderna's messenger RNA vaccine uses a sequence of generic RNA material produced in a lab that when injected into your body must invade your cells, hijack your cells, protein-making machinery called ribosomes to produce the viral components that consequently train your immune system to fight the virus. The same immune system that could fight the virus if you took care of it. Take a few vitamins and not be so unhealthy. A noted science magazine, as noted in Science Magazine, which you can click on if you want to read the article, RNA that invades from the outside of the cell is the hallmark of a virus. And our immune systems have evolved ways to recognize and destroy it. Like I just said, your immune system can fix this stuff and kill it. To avoid that, Moderna's mRNA vaccine sneaks into the cells and encapsulates in the nanoparticles, which aren't easily degraded and can cause toxic buildup in your liver. A lab-created self-amplifying virus that evades the cell's defenses by stealth sounds inherently risky. In fact, stealth viruses are classified as bioweapons. So I'm reading this to you, so I, I want you to read it yourself and go back. This is a bioweapon. This is not a vaccine to help you. It is classified as a bio... Oh, those are our cats. They're, uh, they're getting busy. 
They're fixed, so don't worry. We're not going to have kittens here. Um, so there's room for Tony in the litter box if needed. <laughs> Tony's he had big... kittens that have to make room in the freezer. I'm kidding. Stop. I'm kidding. That's not true. Tony loves the animals. Um, I'm just, you know, putting a little levity because this is heavy stuff, okay? So uh, just, you know, stay with me. While long proven, while long proven cheap coronavirus treatments with decades of safety testing are being described as dangerous, unproven for treating COVID-19, no one seems to be looking at the risks of the novel vaccine being rushed to the market as the only viable alternative for getting the economy back to work. The argument originally, why the haste? Okay, so why are they rushing so much? The argument originally advanced for fast-tracking COVID-19 vaccine was that the magnitude of the pandemic required shutting down the economy until a vaccine was found. But earlier dire predictions have now been heavily revised downward. 3.4% of coronavirus mortality rate put forward by the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control at the start of the pandemic were downgraded by the CDC in May. So originally they scared us and said 3.4% of the people that got it were going to die. Okay. It was downgraded in May, 0.2%, 0 0.3, 0 0.2 or 0.3. Do you see what we're talking about? Okay. Less than one-tenth of, of the original estimates. The computer model protection, pro projection of 2.2 million U.S. deaths issued by the Imperial College of London in March, which triggered the shutdowns across the United States, has also been found wildly overblown. How many deaths do we have now? I've, I, I lost... 116, 106,000, uh, something like that. 107. Okay. So they told us 2 million. 2.2 million. How off are they? Uh, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad math. Um, let me say the mistake of all... It was called the most devastating software mistake of all time. Where was Bill Gates for that? They wrote that we, we would fire anyone for developing a code like this and that the question was why our government did not get a second opinion before swallowing the Imperial's prescription. I'm sure they're looking to make money from... Um, where, was, where was Bill Gates? He was on the back end of Melinda Strap-on. Oh, oh, you're funny. Um, no, I mean, while the computer model... He probably did it. Yeah, um, here's a she had the strap on. So there's a chart here, which you can't see, about Sweden. Now, Sweden, um, they'll tell you on TV, oh, my God, Sweden, they didn't do a lockdown. It's so crazy. Sweden actually fared better than most industrial countries. They didn't do any kind of lockdown. As of June 5th, Belgium, the UK, Spain, and Italy all locked down, and they had more deaths per million than Sweden, while France, the Netherlands, Ireland, U.S., Switzerland, Canada all had fewer. Sweden was the median range median range they didn't shut down their economy they did herd immunity they said okay we're going to do what we do with the flu people get it some people get better some people don't you know if you're old stay home you know you this could kill you people stayed home that should stay home they were honest and people actually got better and you know this is not in the article but they have socialized medicine Maybe people are healthier there. Maybe they tell them to take vitamins and stuff like that. I don't know. But there was a lot of people that got sick because of vitamin D deficiency, because they have diabetes. Like, I don't know how heavy the people are there. But they didn't lock down anything. Nothing. And they had less deaths. So let's go back to, let's go to Moderna. So Moderna has been suspected of pumping its stock price with unreliable testing data. On May 18th, I remember hearing this, its stock jumped 30% after it issued a press release announcing positive results from a small preliminary study of its coronavirus vaccine. After the market closed, the company announced stock offering aimed at raising $1 billion. And on May 18th and May 19th, their executives dumped nearly $30 million worth of the stock for a profit of $25 million. On May 19th, however, the stock rocketed back down after Stat News questioned the company's test results. This is also noted. All of this is, you know, uh, highlighted for other articles. 
An antibody response was reported for only eight of the 45 patients, not enough for statistical analysis. Was the response significant enough to create immunity? What about the other 37 patients? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. called the results catastrophic for the company. He wrote on May 20th, three of the 15 human guinea pigs in high-dose cohort 200 MCG suffered serious adverse effects within 43 days of receiving the Moderna's jab. Moderna acknowledged that three volunteers developed grade three systematic events. That, you know what that means? That's defined by the FDA as preventing daily activities and requiring medical intervention. That means they couldn't function. They had to go to the hospital. Healthy people. Moderna allowed only exceptionally healthy volunteers to participate in this study. So there was no old people. These were healthy people. A vaccine with those reaction rates could cause grave injuries in 1.5 billion humans if administered to every person on earth. That's also cited another article. A volunteer named Ian Hayden, H-A-Y-D-O-N, if you want to Google him, the Bayou, uh, I'm sorry, Bayou the Markets when he appeared on CNBC. I saw him. You did too. To say he felt fine after getting the vaccine. But he later revealed that after the second jab, he got chills and a fever of 103. He lost consciousness and felt more sick than he ever did in his life. And those were just short-term adverse effects. The long-term degenerate effects won't be known for years. On May 22nd, Moderna stock was down 26% from its earlier high. So all those people that made money because they shot it up by saying everything was great, then they dumped the stock. You see what's going on? Making the its 30% rise misleading press release look like a pump and dump scheme. On CNBC, May 19th, Jacob Frankel, a former Securities Exchange Commission lawyer, said Moderna's stock offering on the heels of hyped news was the type of action that could draw scrutiny from the SEC and that it could have criminal component. Remember, that's the SEC run by uh, Trump and the Republican committees in the Senate are run by the Republicans. Securities Exchange Committee. Right, and they're not going to do anything because everybody wants to make money. So Moderna's stock has tripled this year, taking it it to a market cap of over $22 billion. Stat News calls it astonishing. Um, Everybody's got money but us. But Moderna was like a nothing company before this. Uh, They don't make anything. There is a documentary called Biotechnology, Genetic Engineered Pathogens. Okay, it's a 2010 documentary. If you go to this article, you can see this documentary. The U.S. Air Force acknowledged that it was stunning genetically engineered pathogens that could pose serious threats to society, including binary biological weapons, designer genes, gene therapy as a weapon, stealth viruses, host swapping diseases, and designer diseases. In December 2017, over 1,200 emails released under the open records request, this is also highlighted, revealed that the U.S. military is now the top funder behind the controversial genetic extinction technology known as gene drives as the investigative reporter Whitney Webb observed on May 4th article these genetic kill switches could also be inserted into actual humans through artificial chromosomes which just as they have the potential to extend life they all have the potential to cut it short this is exhausting um to read it and to think about it Biowarfare is forbidden under international treaty, but the Army's Medical Research Institute of Infectious Disease at Fort Detrick says its investigations are to protect the warfighter from biological threats and to protect civilians from threats to public health. Even assuming that this is true and the Army's technicians Army's technicians proficient enough to tinker with genetic code without hitting a kill switch or by mistake. This is the last paragraph. The military is thinking about war. The pharmaceutical companies and investors are thinking about profits. The politicians are thinking about getting a vaccine to market so the country can return to work. And even the regulators are bypassing proper safety tests in a rush to get the entire global population vaccinated. That means it's up to us 
the recipients of this novel untested GMO vaccines to demand some serious vetting before the military shows up at our doors with a pre-filled RFID chipped syringes sometime later this year. Again, this is Ellen Brown. Um, she has her blog is called, um, I have to go back to the top because this is a web or debt blog, Alan Brown. And the article is when profits and politics drive science, the hazards of rushing a vaccine at warp speed. And if you listen to the podcast, I will list it there so you can look for it. And there are millions of articles citing everything she's talking about. You know, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is factual. And it's depressing, but you know what? If we can mobilize in the streets about George Floyd yeah, and, enough, obvious, enough, and obvious police brutality. Enough with George Floyd. He's we, set, laid to rest. Now let's put our energies on something. You know, else. well, we, we, we got, we, we're getting somewhere with that. So we need to protest this situation because um, this is out of control. It's out of hand and out of control. Now, there is a protest on saturday and now i have to find in albany new york yeah it's in albany and i have to find it <laughs> here it is um it's in albany liberate new york state bar big pharma um apparently the um bar association of new york is all for this i don't know why yet i'm gonna find out why they're behind this they're not doctors so i don't know what their deal is uh, and nobody can sue the, the vaccination companies, so they can't make money from that. So they're endorsing it. Um, they're having a peaceful protest. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that are experts on this area. And it is Saturday, June 13th, 8.30 a.m., 1 Elk Street, Albany, New York. Um, and I believe it's on our Facebook page. And I think you can Google Liber Liberate New York State uh, Big Bar Big Pharma, and you'll probably um, be able to find it. And uh, there's a woman that's running for state Senate, uh, and I believe it's in Midtown Manhattan, uh, Elizabeth Glass for New York. If you go to her Facebook page, you'll also see a lot about this. So, you know, if you want to get involved and you want to protest or you want to see what they're doing next, what the next protest is, maybe it's in your area. And if you're not in New York, don't think this is not happening in your state. Washington State they're doing this i mean don't think California. your state is blue it's it has nothing to do with you know blue red California. yep it's it's just everywhere so um all right i have to take a <laughs> i have to take a breath because that was long uh so now that i've all depressed right. everyone i'm gonna just wrap it up with one story all right tony because i'm woozy you're woozy well it's Somehow. a lot it's a lot to absorb but once again, the mainstream media is not doing you, uh, not doing us a service. Okay, this is out of city and state. Wait, hold on. This is out of city and state New York. A black Buffalo cop stopped another officer's chokehold. She was fired. Uh, in 2006, Cariole Horn, a black Buffalo police officer, intervened when a white officer, Gregory Kwiatowski, had a black suspect, David Mack, in a chokehold. Horn jumped on Kwiatowski's back to prevent him from harming Mack. In 2008, she was fired from the Buffalo Police Department for her intervention in that case and lost her pension. Jeez. Not only, and she had 19 years. So she was almost I there. Dug, I dug a little deeper and she, she had 19 years on the job. She lost it completely. It says here, Horn, who had been on the force for 19 years, was just one year away from earning her pension. The Buffalo Police Department investigating the incident and in its final report said Horn's actions put her fellow officers in danger. Jeez. See the way they spin this like a top? Yep. The police department didn't believe her story and they punished her severely. Brenda McDuffie, president and CEO of the Buffalo Urban League, told City and State. She lost her livelihood. I mean, which one of us who has any humanity seeing someone choked to death, just like those officers in Minneapolis, who should have said, get off his neck. Excessive force is something that we're finally dealing with as a nation. But we had a woman in our community who stood up and now she is suffering greatly. After she was fired, Horn worked several jobs to make ends meet. 
It, ju it didn't just affect me, Horn told Spectrum News in 2016. I have three sons that I have to worry about now. The message that they sent was clear. Even as a police officer, you don't stand up against police brutality. On Tuesday, the Buffalo Common Council approved three resolutions in the wake of George Floyd's death and the recent protests against police brutality. One of the resolutions will enforce the city's duty to intervene policy, which mandates that officers intervene if they see another officer using excessive force. The council will also create a task force to review po police policies, and the third resolution will ask the state attorney general's office to determine how many days Horn would need to wor re work again to regain her pension. Since her firing in 2008, Horn has become outspoken against police brutality in hopes to have legislation passed in her name that would protect officers who intervene when other officers use excessive force and when reporting misconduct by fellow officers. According to McDuffie, a petition campaign is expected to unfold within the next days to draw attention to the need for such legislation. The Buffalo Police Department has been widely criticized since June 4th when 75-year-old protester Martin Gugino was pushed to the ground by Buffalo police officers in the video. Gugino walks over to a large group of officers, appears to say something to them, and is shoved and falls on the concrete sidewalk. As he lays motionless, he begins bleeding from his ear. That was a horrible video. One officer attend, attempts to tend to him, but a fellow officer motions him to keep moving. On Saturday, the officers who shoved Gugino won Robert the Idiot McCabe and Aragon Torgalski were charged with second-degree assault. They had been previously suspended without pay on June 4th. In response to the suspensions, 57 Buffalo police officers resigned from the department's emergency response team in protest, but they are still on the force. <laughs> it is not uncommon for police officers in any city to stand in solidarity with their fellow officers, even if the offending officers are found to be in the wrong. In case after case, police unions have defended deadly misdeeds committed by law enforcement. And don't let me get started about the one for the PBA and NYPD. Yeah. The one that looks like Fonzie. I've had personal dealings with him, and he is the most arrogant a-hole you will ever want to meet. Yeah, snide and just obnoxious. And the thing is, they present and themselves I'm as not thugs. And e I am not even a cop. I was a DSNY worker. But he was... He, but they Servicing his house, I was looking at his dog that was barking at me, wagging its tail... In the yard, he comes out, and I asked, him, love Tony. I asked him what kind of dog it was. It was scruffy and brown and white, whatever. And he told me what kind it was. I says, oh, I've never seen that one of those before. And the next thing he says to me was, don't you know who I am? Because he's got a big ego. And I'm like, I looked at him, I'm like, well, I don't owe you money, and you don't owe me money, <laughs> so I don't know who you are. <laughs> but do you see how his... His posture. Very, very arrogant. Like, I should know who he is. Right, but those two guys and the other guy, I don't know who the other guy was that did that press conference. Oh, they oh were, Michael O'Meara. All right, but they were like thugs. They were acting like thugs. Like, they're defending themselves that they're professional, right? And they, they, they are doing their great yeah, and job. And then he went out and proved that when they don't get their way, they have little temper tantrums. But he talks like a thug. Like he's going to beat the crap out of you because you don't you don't agree with us. So, you know what I mean? So aggressive. I'm like, you didn't... How could you couldn't find somebody soft-spoken? Let me tell you something. The video game culture, this war on terror. I had, guarantee half of these guys are juiced on steroids half the time. And the caffeine and God knows what they else they're taking. They don't get tested here. They don't get tested then you got all this UFC MMA crap that they think they're good at. Well, also after 9-11 around here, like, and I, don't, I don't know what you, happened. In the not only scenes. that, the minute they show that they're losing a little hair, they shave their head bald. Well, they look scary. So right away, and then when they're charging at you, it's like George the Animal Steel is coming but at you. But after 9-11, they turned this into the stormtroopers, and you know that. 9-11 was like the trigger point because it gave the opening and it made it okay for them to be like that because the public was afraid of the terrorists, right? A terrible thing happened. It's just like now. It's a shock doctrine. They're like, oh, we're trying to protect you. So that's why the cops look like that. 
right? This guy, this guy Omira is the typical tight. He's this, he's this short little sort off beer belly Gus big mouth well, with an ego is as big as his mouth, and, and then he's a chicken shit when the heavy, when the heat comes down. Well, the pro- but that that it doesn't help them by sending those people out. They should send somebody who's professional, who's not a maniac. And I, they probably I, don't I have I'm one. so tired of hearing about the NY, the police all over. I've had I got other stories about police weird police well, we don't dealings. Want to make it a police show today. Okay, all right. In Arizona, in Boston, I mean, just very, very odd dealings that were. I, I'm still scratching my head. I over think them. everybody does, to be honest with you, and I think that's why everybody relates. To now I'm all to- the so tired things. of hearing them saying we have a tough job and we. I worked for DSNY for 21 years, and there were times I had meltdowns. You know what I was told? Everybody does. If you can't handle it. Quit. Yes, get another job. Do something else. You quit, there's somebody to take your place. Mm-hmm. I used to tell my employees that. They used to complain. I'd be like, well, we got three doors. Pick I one. don't know how half of these guys are passing the psychological. Listen, I told you this the other day. I think the theory is is that they go to the bottom of the barrel. They take the most, the most pliable people they can find. They're not looking for well-educated people, people with psychology degrees, people with a high IQ. They're not looking for that. People that will de-escalate, they're looking for escalators. They want them to be these hammerhead crazies. They want them to be like that. They want them to be stormtroopers. It all changed after 9-11, and that's what they want, and that's what we have. So... I got a funny story. It's not really funny, but it's kind of like... Oh, the New York Post. Eek. The New York Post put this article, but I noticed it because it has the Empire State Building with a big roll of toilet paper. Oh, thank you, Tony. Um, That's probably the one that King Kong left behind. You're funny. So it turns out that, well, we have a lot of... Um, they have little windows now, like at, at restaurants and bars, because nobody can go in, but they're doing like... You can go window pick up and get a cocktail or a beer. So let's say you live in Midtown and your favorite restaurant's closed, but you say, honey, let's go get a cocktail and we'll just like sit on the bench over here and we'll just drink our pina colada or whatever the hell you, know, you drink. You, you know what's going to happen to the sex workers. What's going to happen? It's always the sex stuff. Okay. Do you notice that? You know what they're going to have? What are they going to have, Plexiglass Tony? Plexiglass glory holes. All right, I can't. All right, Tony, stop. <laughs> it's a family show. Um, what will the kittens think? So anyway, so people are, you know, doing the, the pickup of food, you know, and the pickup of drinks and people are walking around, but you see, there's nothing open. There's nowhere you can go to the bathroom. So people are just going outside. Manhattan is just one big toilet right now. People are just whizzing. This woman in this article says she's walking down the street. Some guy just like... Pulled it out and peed as he was walking. Like, it was fine. She should, was it Richard Gere? It's very funny. And it's also been decriminalized. Because you don't, you, you don't get arrested for peeing in public put, anymore. Put it this way. If you got a container on you, use a container. If you can't, then go to some sewer and kind of whiz into the sewer. Well, but I'm saying there's... But a, not onto the street. Pe- people are peeing all over the place. Now, in the meantime, while people are peeing all over the place, New York Eater... Dot com put this story out so it looks like restaurants are now making picnic spreads in manhattan so you can go to like your favorite restaurant and you can bring a picnic to your rooftop your backyard you can go to central park where it is and you bring like a little picnic set up to eat outside now of course we've talked about this before being outside is the safest place you can be right on a sunny day you get vitamin d Viruses don't survive in like heat really after 75 degrees. So if you're outside with a you know, couple of people at a distance and that's, you're eating, you're probably safe. That's another thing I want to talk about. What's that? Okay. The virus doesn't survive in the heat. It's killed? Uh, no, it doesn't. Sur- viruses don't generally Do survive in the heat. you the scene in Raging Bull when they had him in the steam room and he told him two pounds and he's like, I need a little water for my tongue. And he, he was in there. He looked like he was in the bowels of hell. Right. Sweating off the weight. Uh-huh. Why didn't they use that as a treatment? To, to get, rid- get it out of your body. No, it doesn't work that way in your body. It doesn't work but that I'm way sure in you your body. Be able to sweat it out, no, it right? doesn't. No, it doesn't work like that. Once it's in you, that's a whole other story. We're talking about you're outside and I don't know, you sneeze. And let's just say you have the coronavirus. So say you got it and you sneeze and it lands on a bench and it's 85 degrees out. That virus is landing and disappearing. It's just going to go away because it's too hot. 
the virus really likes, and I've been studying this. I've been watching Kim Irvinson, and she she took studies. Iverson. Iverson. She took studies um, of temperature like the climate and the virus and it looks like it really loves 40 to 50 degrees and that's really what the flu virus also likes 40 because it's usually in the fall right so and and the beginning of the the um what am i saying the beginning of the spring right because the temperature is around hovers around there so and that's why who's got a high brazil is has a big yeah. brazil has big numbers now because it's winter in brazil now because south america is the flip side of our seasons so now it's winter there and they really don't get a cold winter so 40 to 50 degrees is probably their winter so that's bad well, for them yeah and it's probably saving acres of the rainforest uh because they can't work on the oh day. they're still cutting that down people will drop dead cutting that down they never stop doing that so, and there's a lot of poor people in Brazil. So you're going to see a lot of people dying because they can't even get health care. Not only that, they're on top of each other. Yeah, in some parts. There's some areas of Brazil where it's very, you know, open. There's a, not, people are not densely populated. So anyway, so being outside is the best place you can be. Being in air conditioning is not a good idea because HVAC systems and stuff bring the virus from one end of the room to the other, and it will live in that. So... I'm talking to people, I do special events, I do raise money other than doing what we're doing here, and they're talking about doing a party in early December, and I'm like, no, that's not a good idea, and they're canceling their golf outing that's in July, and I'm thinking to myself, the golf outing in July, if we're allowed to have a golf outing, would be a better idea and do everything outside than having a party in December, and it's in a hospital event room. The, you know what they always tell you? Get the hell out of a hospital as soon as possible when you're sick because there's so many germs and bacteria and viruses and stuff. Like, people get sick in the hospital. Anyway, so that is our show. Go read that article. Uh, do your own research. But this vaccine, fast-tracking, is not a good thing. It is not going to help any of us. Start taking some vitamins and watch Gary, listen to Gary Null. We've been talking to you guys about Gary Null every time. What, Tony? When they come for me, you know what I'm going to tell them? What are you going to tell them? Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Oh, you're so funny. That's our show. See ya.